obviously wrapping up presided Washington Mystics, the BMW Championship. Lots to talk about. Byron Kerr with you here on a Sunday morning. So glad you're alongside. Linnell Willingham is your producer. And we're ready to talk some sports here in the nation's capital for the next 340. Jam-packed show as usual on a Sunday. Matthew Paris from the Washington Times will join us talking about the Washington football team. Wow! 37-3! to Linnell, what's going on, man? Ravens look like they're ready to play. You can see why they've won 20 straight preseason games, man. They don't mess around. And obviously a lot of seconds, third stringers out there trying to fight for NFL jobs. So you're you're not going to put too much into it. But, man, I love watching the energy from the Ravens last night. And Washington, in the first series, got a couple nice sacks on Lamar Jackson. But uh, not much else went right. 34 first downs for the Ravens yesterday. Only 10 for Washington in a 37-3 loss. So, Washington finishes the preseason at 1 and 2, 1 and 1 at home after beating the Bengals and then not looking the part against the Ravens yesterday. So Matthew Paris will break it down. Who's going to be on the 53 man roster? That's coming up Tuesday. This is a gigantic drop from 80 to 53, although you can have 16 on the practice squad or so. So maybe it's not too bad if they can save some of those players and put them there. Quentin Mayo will be on. This morning, talking about the Washington Wizards. Always exciting to get ready for them. And they've got a plenty of new men on the roster in the NBA, forging their way forward, looking for a playoff spot again this year. And then Patrick Reddington will join us from Federal Baseball to talk about the Washington Nationals. They lost yesterday 5-3 to three to the Mets on a Michael Conforto three-run shot late. All the runs for the Mets coming off home runs. Washington led 3-2, and they kind of had that feeling you know, then maybe they could do it again. They won 2-1 to one on Friday, and they're up 3-2 in the seventh. Again, the bullpen, hold on. Uh, no, Michael Conforto just absolutely crushed it, and uh, Kevin Pillar had a couple homers for the Mets, so they were able to win that and snap a four-game set. Four-game four game set. What am I feel, thinking about volleyball right now? Four games in a row that the Mets have lost, 5-3, to three, the final for New York at City Field, beating Washington, which is a great venue to watch when both teams are good. D.C. United beat Philadelphia 3-1. Mystics defeat Dallas 76-75. BMW Championship going on at the beautiful golf club in Owings Mills, Caves Valley Golf Club with Bryson DeChambeau and Patrick Cantley in the lead at 21 under par. Two sh- uh, three shots ahead of Sanjay M. Four shots ahead of Sergio Garcia Sanburns, Royal McElroy, Rory McElroy, and Abraham Anser. The leaders will tee off at 155. The second group at about, uh, or or the golfers that are in second place at 133, 122, 144. So you have until the afternoon before golf really starts in the $9.5 million BMW Championship. And beautiful up in Caves Valley Golf Club. Did a lot of work in Hunt Valley and Cockeysville. And that's kind of the area of Northwest Maryland and a spectacular golf course, man. And beautiful sight lines for the fans, too. A lot of places to be able to watch. Bryson DeChambeau just launch with that driver. And it's like, he's like, women and children get out of the way when he hits the ball. It is just unbelievable the power that he can show. And he he hits the ball into the rough. He's like, yeah, whatever. Goes over there, just knocks it out of the rough right on the green. I don't care. So you got to think that he is the odds-on favorite, along with Cantley, obviously, two Americans at the top of the leaderboard, three shots up on the BNBA championship. So there's a ton of stuff going on in the area. So we'll have Patrick Reddington, Quentin Mayo, and Matthew Paris talking with us. Also, 
It was a debut last night in AAA for Cade Cavalli, and listened in on the Zoom, asked a few questions on that this week. We're going to roll that for you this hour as well. Cade Cavalli is top prospect pitching-wise for the Washington Nationals, moved up from AA to AAA, played for Rochester last night, allowed some runs, but talking to Sam Naren, the Harrisburg pitching coach, this kid can hit 100 miles per hour, and he also has a very good changeup, which is rare for the younger pitchers. They usually have to learn how to throw a really good changeup. He already can, so he already has that. And, uh, yeah, he got knocked around a little bit yesterday, but it's good to get his feet wet in AAA. And the question out there is whether or not Cade Cavalli will be ready to come all the way up to the Nationals next year. And that's a question that we could ask you, too. And we'll rock the phone lines as well, 800-636-1067 all morning long, 800-636-1067. But Ravens yesterday, 37-3 over Washington from FedEx Field. Kyle Allen, 10 of 22, 100 yards. No touchdowns, no interceptions, 58.9 rating. Steven Montez, 5 for 10, 28 yards. Jonathan Williams, 26 yards rushing. Peyton Barber, 12 yards rushing. Antonio Gandy-Golden had a couple nice catches, four catches for 39 yards. The longest of the day was Dax Milne making a sweet catch, 26 yards down the sideline. He had... Three receptions on the day. Jared Patterson had three catches, although he dropped a couple of passes, and that is concerning. You certainly want to make sure that he can grab that screen pass or when the blitzers come in that they can, Ryan Fitzpatrick can get the ball to him and he can make that catch and get 10 yards down the field. So those drops are not good. And, you know, that's the big question now is what they're going to do. I would believe that Jared Patterson is safe, but there's a lot of guys on this roster that are you know crossing their fingers right now because Ron Rivera and the staff will have to make some big decisions here. This is a huge couple of days in the NFL with all of these different teams deciding who the 53 will be that will step forward and go forward and be on this team for the Chargers game. And that will be September 12th at 1 p.m. That's the first game, L.A. Chargers against Washington football team. And if it makes you feel any better as a Washington football fan, the Chargers looked not good last night. 27 nothing loss to the Seattle Seahawks. And second team, third team, rookies, undrafted guys, potential practice squad players all getting a lot of opportunities to play. Lamar Jackson going against the second stringers for Washington yesterday. You saw a lot of the first stringers doing cardio, working out on the field before the game, and, and so that gave the indication that they wouldn't play, and they didn't. And Lamar Jackson looked himself, and Tyler Huntley, Looks like Lamar Jackson 2.0 for the Ravens. He was outstanding for Baltimore as they led 23-3 at halftime. Then they scored 14 in the third, and that was the ballgame, 37-3. So that was tough to you know sit there for three hours and watch that. And you were hoping for, you know, when you watch preseason, you're hoping whoever's wearing the Washington uniform, whether it's a second stringer, whether it's a third stringer, whether it's an undrafted guy, that they can put a touchdown drive together. That's all we're asking for. Just a touchdown drive. Go 80 yards, go 70 yards, go 60 yards. None of this field goal stuff. I want to see a touchdown drive. That's what it's all about in the NFL. That's what it's all about in football. I want to see some touchdowns and three points for three hours of work. You know, nobody wants to sit there and watch that when they cannot put drives together. And they cannot get down the field. And, of course, hat tip to the Ravens 
They're aggressive. They're blitzing. They're going after the quarterback. They were putting a lot of pressure on Allen, a lot of pressure on Montez. But come on, man. Ten first downs in the entire game, never getting anything going, and that's what kills me as an NFL fan, to see no touchdowns scored in that preseason game. And, of course, yes, I just said it. It's preseason. It's fine. So in a couple weeks, we're going to see what they can do. And I think they're going to do just fine against the Chargers, coming all the way across the nation to take on Washington. One o'clock start, September 12th, first game of the season. Ryan Fitzpatrick out there. He knows what he's doing, and they're going to open up the playbook. Lots of vanilla calls, not going to show too much. Scott Turner and the boys are going to show something against the Chargers. But you just like to see a little more life from yesterday. Defense had a couple of moments. But Huntley, 24 of 33, 285 through the air, four touchdowns, rating of 138. Lamar Jackson started three for four, 29 yards. Concern for the Ravens and J.K. Dobbins had two carries for 15 yards, but hurt his knee and he left the game. They're going to have tests with him today to see if he is okay. And that's the other thing you always worry about in preseason is making sure uh, there are no big injuries and that everybody is. Okay, and from what I can gather from watching the Twitter reaction after the game, it doesn't look like there was too many injuries on the Washington side. So that's what you always cross your fingers. And that's the other reason why you don't see the ones. You don't see the big stars out there. Because Ron Rivera, who's done this for many, many years, wants to make sure these guys are ready to go against the Chargers and that no one gets hurt for that big first game. But... One player that did get hurt was Torrey McTire, who was hurt on a play. He did walk off the field, but he was checked for a concussion, so he did not return. I liked what I've saw seen from Torrey McTire throughout the preseason. He looks like a guy that could be important for this defense and a guy that has fought for a job for a couple of years in the NFL, so you hope that he's okay in the concussion protocol and that these two weeks will help him uh, get ready and be be ready to go. Dax Milne. Made an outstanding catch down the sideline. He looks like a playmaker as well. And a guy that will be important for this Washington offense because you want guys that can be difference makers. That's what it's all about in the NFL. Making sure your line can push their line. Making sure your defensive line puts pressure on the quarterback. And making sure you've got some guys that can make some plays against their defense. And Milne showed some greatness there making that catch and, and getting open. And, you know, he comes from... A college program that is pass happy, so he knows what he's doing. Dustin Hopkins, that was not a pretty attempt on that 48-yarder. I mean, he didn't even get enough air underneath it to get to the crossbar, so that was frustrating to see. And that's been a question mark throughout preseason is what's going on with Dustin Hopkins? Why didn't they bring in other kickers? And that's something that might plague this team early on. You know, Make sure that he's okay. New long snapper. Get the hold. Okay, that was the excuse for the, the Patriots game. Bounce back against the Bengals, but then only three points, obviously, in this game against the Ravens and an ugly attempt that uh, should have should have been something that he should be hitting, you know, if we're in week three of the preseason and really week four because there is no week four of game. So something to watch in the next few weeks. Would Washington bring in a kicker this late in the in the game? I don't think so. I think they decided they're going to go with Hopkins, the veteran. They know what he can do. But 
they he's got to make sure that he's going to be able to make these these field goals because they have to make sure they get something out of these drives where they get it to the 30-yard line. He's got to make those field goals, so that'll be uh, critical. All right, we are getting going. Washington football team, Washington Nationals, Washington Wizards. Your phone calls at 800-636-1067, 800-636-1067. Let's talk Washington sports. There is a ton going on. Even college football got started yesterday. Two bottom feeder Big Ten teams, Nebraska and Illinois. It was actually exciting because it was competitive because they were both average teams or below average, so it actually made it interesting to watch. We can talk about that as well. Byron Kerr, so glad you're alongside on a Sunday morning. Good morning from D.C. here on The Fan. BK on a Sunday with you, Linnell, controlling the board for us, and we're so glad you're alongside. Don't forget today, Washington Nationals wrap up their long road trip in New York against the Mets at City Field. One tens your first pitch, 1240 pregame. Charlie and Dave right here, exclusive live play-by-play on the fan. Also, coming up Friday, college football begins with Virginia Tech against North Carolina at 6 p.m. on Friday, September 3rd. That game will be live on 99.1 play-by-play from Blacksburg, a huge game for the Hokies as they get going against the Tar Heels. We're talking NFL preseason, lots of games yesterday, lots of games today. The final one in the preseason for the Washington football team, they lose to the Ravens 37-3, to and we're talking about the 53-man roster. Who's going to make it and who's going to be on the practice squad and who are they just going to cut? They've got some decisions to make, a lot of wide receivers for Ron Rivera to decide on, and we'll discuss that with your thoughts on the Washington football team and what you saw yesterday at FedEx Field. We have the phone lines open at 800-636-1067, 1-800-636-1067. Linnell's got some lines open. We'll begin in Landover with Rod. Good morning, a Sunday with Rod. How are you today, Rod? Man, good morning. How you doing? Good, sir. Thanks for calling in. How you doing? All right. Look, so, uh, man, you know, I know it's just preseason. Right. Come on, man. I mean, you don't let these guys come down from – it ain't like we playing – you know, we playing the Ravens, a team that's, you know, that's in this area. You know, these guys come down here, man, talking trash in your face, and I mean just totally beating the crap out of you. Um, again, I, I know the games don't count, but come on, man, it's football. You know, anytime you line up against another team, I mean, golly, I mean, they got smashed. But, I, I you know um, – I think I'm a little bit concerned simply because, I mean, we didn't play no starters yesterday. I thought we should at least, you know, play the offense. I mean, you got a new quarterback. We got a few new guys on the offensive line. We're trying to look at some receivers. You know, the Ravens was a good matchup. I thought to put this offense out there and let's see if we can drive down the field. You know, and, uh, I mean, we didn't play no, no offensive starters, man. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, week one, we come out the gate struggling on offense. I think the defense is going to be ready to go, but I wouldn't be surprised if we come out kicking a lot of field goals in the first few games. Right. Um, you know, because it looked like even when the starters was in there, they, when they got down in the, you know, the red zone area, they, they was having problems scoring anyway. So yeah. I, I think that I, I think I think I think we're going to see that in the regular season. Um, Rod, uh, do you get a chance to do you get a chance to go to the games? I see you're from Landover. Do you get a chance to see them play in person? Nah, I mean I've, I've I've been to the games a couple times. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm one, of the, I'm one of them individuals. I I like watching the game from home. Gotcha. You know, um, you know I've been a couple times, but uh, I'm I'm just I'm 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 concerned, man, because because you know uh, the Ravens played their starters. You know they they Lamar Jackson.
Jackson. Yeah, Lamar played. Jackson. Yeah, I mean, I, I looked at Kansas City. They played their starters. Buffalo played their starters. Uh, and there's certain teams that, you know, they're so good that when they get on the field with their starters, they go down and they score touchdowns. You know, and, um, you know, and, 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 and our team offensively, we're not there, man. And, and I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that, you know, I know Rob is, most coaches are concerned about injuries, but it's football. You know, you, people get hurt. I, I seen what happened to the Ravens running back. He got hurt. But that could happen in week one. I mean, it's football, you right, know. But at right. the end of the day, man, I'm hope I'm hoping that off. I'm, I'm sure the offense is going to struggle. And these first two games, the game, the game against uh, San Diego, and the game against the Giants on a short week, these right. games are going to be very important coming out the gate because uh, uh, Justin Herbert. A lot of people was high on that team. Think the team is going to be good. Yeah. Um, they look, they look like they're going to be able to put up some points. And then the following, the following few days later, we play the Giants, and and I don't know why. I mean, we still haven't beat uh, uh, what's the quarterback for the Giants? Daniel uh, Jones. We haven't even beat this guy yet. I mean, I, I don't understand how we have not beat this guy yet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, and, well, and well I look at those. Rod, I look at those two games, and they are winnable games. You're playing a Chargers team at FedEx Field. It's tough for those teams to come across. You know, three thousand miles to play. You, they are good with Justin Herbert. They've got some potential, but they are a beatable team. Same for the Giants. That's a critical game. You know, there are not many NFC East matchups early on. If you look at the way the NFL schedule is stacked, most of your NFC East games are at the end of the year. So, to your point, you have to win those games early on to kind of set the tone. Even though you were seven and nine, you still are the defending champion in the division. So, you're right. Those first two weeks are gigantic. And as you mentioned, watching. Watching Josh Allen throw a 35-yard rope for a touchdown for the Buffalo Bills. Watching Patrick Mahomes get the Chiefs up 28-10 against the Vikings. Not all on him, obviously, but I agree with you. With a new quarterback like Ryan Fitzpatrick, I would have liked to see them come out there with a drive or two with him because he is the new quarterback, and the rhythm is so important with those 11 guys. And you cannot simulate that in practice when you're not in pads or when you're just doing a walkthrough. The Ravens are coming at, af, after you, trying to punch you in the mouth, and it would have been nice to see Fitzpatrick go out there and lead them down uh, in a touchdown drive. I I agree. Exactly, because you could tell that the last preseason game, it, it seemed like Fitzpatrick don't have a rhythm with his receivers because he was missing guys. So you could already see that he needs a rhythm, and I don't think all of a sudden week one is just going to magically happen. You know, I, I don't think that's – because we've seen this around here for years. Uh, you know, uh, you know, our offense, start, yeah. you know, not start. Yeah, we, we've seen this so many times with Jay Gruden. And, the, you know, so, the, you know, the, the NFL, you got to have some type of rhythm. And, and, and like I said, the last game, you can see that there was no real rhythm, you know, uh, uh, with him and the receivers. And, again, we got we got new offense alignment. You know, um, it would have been nice to see them block block them Ravens guys, because those Ravens guys were coming. You know, so to right, put that right. first team out there <laughs> right. uh, to, to play against these guys, I think it would, if that would have, you know, that would have, I, I think that would have been important, you know, moving forward uh, for week one. I agree. I agree, and I, I like to see, because that was my point at the start of the show, Rod, is like, you know, a field goal is nice, but it would be nice to see a one-touchdown drive just to say that they could do it against another NFL team and you're right, you're worried about injuries. Sure, it's just the preseason, but 
you know, you can't just flip a switch in week one. The Chargers are going to come at you just like the Ravens did. Not as good maybe right. as the Ravens, but you can't just flip a switch and go 80 yards if you guys have not been in rhythm, as you said, from the beginning of preseason. And Lamar Jackson, who's an all-pro uh, quarterback for the Ravens, he was three for four. He went out there and led them down the field. He got sacked a couple of times. Washington defense got to him a couple times late in that drive, but he led them down there. Uh, they didn't get a touchdown, obviously, that first time, but I agree with you that it, it's good. And, and, you know, the rest of the team is watching this. The rest of the team builds off what the ones do. If they can see the ones go out there and go down the field, that builds their confidence that they can do it against a team uh, of the, of the uh, power of, of a Ravens team. So, absolutely, I would have loved to see Fitzpatrick because, you know, frankly, we haven't seen too much of him. It's not like he's been here for 10 years or something like that. We know what he can do with other teams, but – it's important for him to get that timing down with the Washington football team. I, I agree. And, and, and to your point, I'm going to make this last point. I, I think what you just said was spot on, man. It's like, you know, uh, you know. I think the Ravens don't want, what, 20 straight preseason games? Yep. And I think it does have a lot to do with, you know, when, when you see your first team go down and they scoring and they kicking the snot out of teams, it, I think it does something for the rest of the team. And – you know, for the starters not to go out there, the Ravens starters went out there. They jumped on the uh, team real fast. I think it just the momentum the Ravens had. Again, at the end of the day, you know, to me, you know, they always say that teams take upon the image of their head coach. And one thing about Harbaugh, whether it's a if you get on that field, if when you get on that field against the Ravens, the Ravens going to let you know you are not going to beat us. You know, and I just. I, I, you know, I just like the Ravens' attitude right. when it comes to football. You know, and I just and and and, I, and I'm not saying that the Redskins don't. Oh, you know, don't. You know, well, I can tell you right now, they don't have that same attitude. They don't look like it because because the Ravens is they don't play. And I just, again, I just my last one. I just wish, you know, they would have they would have played the starters, man. Because I I just got a feeling. I hope I'm wrong, but I just got a feeling the first two games. Against the, even though the Giants is picked to be last, whenever the Giants play us, they give us problems. I do I do not know why. <laughs> right. But for right. whatever reason, Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones give this team problems. And yeah. and and even though this defense was good last year, we beat up on a lot of quarterbacks that was not really that good. This, I agree. You know, this year we're gonna be playing against a lot of good teams, teams that can put up points. And if our offense is not putting up points and the opposing offense is putting up points, again, we're going to have a problem. But I appreciate it, man. Thanks for taking my call. Great show. Absolutely. Being ready to play is important. I don't care if it's a preseason game or a regular season game. And confidence in your team in that first drive is important, too. It it allows the rest of the team to feed off of that. Thanks for the phone call, Rod. Phone lines are open at 800-636-1067, 800-636-1067. Continuing the conversation about the Washington football team. Who's going to be on the 53-man roster? What did you think about the Ravens game? This is your forum. This is your chance to talk about your team. We continue that on a beautiful Sunday morning right here on The Fan. I'm Linnell Willingham, and here's what's happening. Washington football team wrapped up their preseason slate last night. It was a 37-3 loss to Baltimore. Washington came out of the game with no major injury concerns before the Ravens. A different story. Second-year running back J.K. Dobbins was carted off the field with a knee injury in the second quarter. Dobbins will undergo further testing this morning to determine the severity of the injury. Nats dropped one at City Field last night. 
It was a Michael Conforto go-ahead three-run shot in the seventh that lifted New York over Washington. Mets and Nats will go at it again this afternoon. Eric Fetty on the bump for the good guys. Tyler McGill getting the ball for the Mets. It's a 110 first pitch. You can catch Charlie and Dave on the call here on The Fan. They'll get you started with Nats on deck starting at the conclusion of overtime with Byron Kerr. Washington Mystic star Elena Deladon is considered day-to-day and did not play in Saturday's 76-75 win over the Dallas Wings. Coach Tybalt pulled Deladon after playing just 12 minutes in Thursday night's loss against Dallas saying, quote, something didn't feel right after Deladon came away fighting for a rebound in the second quarter of that game. From the Crop Metcalf, five-star sports desk, I'm Lenore Willingham, Sports Radio, 106.7, The Fan. Welcome back on a Sunday morning. Byron Kerr with you talking football in the nation's capital. Washington football team preseason is over. Next step is cutting the roster down to 53. Who stays, who goes, and deciding who's going to be on the practice squad and if you can get those talented players to the practice squad without someone else grabbing them from you. Tuesday is the deadline for 53. They lose to the Ravens 37-3. Lots of fans want to talk about that. Phone lines are open and lighting up right now. We see you guys there. We'll get to you, and we're going to start in Charlotte on the Odyssey app. Reggie is first up here this morning in the second half hour. Reggie, how are you doing from the Queen City? Doing well, man. Good morning. Good Thanks morning. for taking my call. Of course. Um, a couple of a couple of points. I, I like to make. Um, Brian Mitchell talks about this all the time, and a couple of the older Redskins players would talk about when they played for Joe Gibbs, they would get mad at him in the preseason because he would run like five or six plays. He would run the same play, left, same play, like the whole preseason, and they would get smashed. And then the regular season came around, and the offense just woke up, and Joe Gibbs would just put up points. And who did Ron Rivera talk to and get mentored by when he got recruited to come to Washington? Joe Gibbs. Yeah. And so I think that that's a, a mindset that, that some of the fans need to take place that, yeah, it was 37-3. Yeah, it was, a, you know, the backyard bully from up 95 in Baltimore. And you would like to see them put up more points, maybe be a little bit more productive. But it's preseason. And the other point is, what if one of our starters, what if we had trotted our starters out there and one of our major starters, major contributors that we were going to lean on heavily this year ended up like J.K. Dobbins. We would be killing Ron Rivera this morning saying, look at what he did in his third preseason game in a game that didn't matter. Now we got a major starter in a year that we were really trying to build and repeat as division champs. We got a major starter, major contributor hurt that got yep. carted off. Yep. So, you know, with, with us, what we really needed to see is who's going to play behind Terry McLaurin and De'Ami Brown Curtis Samuel, we're still trying to bring him on slowly. What if we would have tried him out there and got him hurt and had a setback? Same thing with, like, William Jackson. So we needed to see depth. We needed to see who can we depend on behind Logan Thomas. Who can we depend on behind Chase Young, behind Montez Sweat? That's what we really needed to see. I know they put up a lot of points and a lot of yards on us last night. But, again, it's preseason. That doesn't matter. And you know that Ron Rivera and you know that the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, they're going to ramp it up over the next week and a half. And I think that they're going to be ready for the Chargers when it comes to week one. And the good thing about week two is that it's a home game. So week two, typically the away team, you don't get a chance to practice because by the time you finish week one, it's time to jump on the road and get down to whoever your week two opponent for that Thursday night. So we play at home. We don't have to travel. So the Giants are at a disadvantage. So I think those first two games we should be ready for because, you know, once you get all the guys that are going to be cut, it's not going to be on the team, now we can open up the playbook over the next couple of weeks, really practice what we're going to put on the field in the regular season, 
and be ready for week one and two and start off with a real positive, real optimistic outcome. I like so I that. I think we need to chill a little bit, relax, like Aaron Rodgers said a couple of, a couple of years ago. <laughs> right. And I, I think we could be supportive of the team. I think we're going to be okay, and Ron Rivera's got it. All right, Reggie, thank you so much. I appreciate the, that view. The, the thing that bothered me about what I saw last night was not having enough of the energy and the tenaciousness that we saw from the Ravens. That's something that I want to see a little bit more of from this team. But you're right. It's a vanilla playbook. You don't play the first-teamers, and you get ready for the Chargers. That's a big step in 13 days to be able to do that and to make sure that you're ready to go. And, yes, Ron Rivera and Scott Turner are going to open up the playbook, and it'll be much more sensational, a lot more exciting to see what they're going to do because the Chargers now do not have enough of that tape to see what this team will do. They're going to have to go back last year, and they can't because Fitzpatrick wasn't even on this team. So it's all new for, for Chargers as they game plan for Washington. And, you know, being careful and not playing the first-teamers, absolutely, that's an opinion that you can have where, yeah, the first-teamers didn't get hurt, but I would have liked to see them in one drive to see at least what they could do going down the field. It would have been nice to see a 70- or 75-yard drive right in the Ravens' face and scoring a touchdown. That would have given me a lot more confidence. But, yeah, they're going to open up the playbook when they play the Chargers. It'll be a, a whole different story. And uh, I just want to see that fire that I saw from the Ravens. I want to see that in the Washington football team. We move next to Walter in Alexandria. Good to see you on the line again. Walter, how are you? Good morning. Good, good morning, sir. How are you doing this morning? Good. Great. Thanks, you know, Walter. I just wonder if the Washington football team was just trying to demonstrate that those first two quarterbacks, they started, did not have it, and they were not going to be able to make it. So, therefore, they just want to demonstrate what we all knew. So, or, or, or were they just trying to show that that they that they do what they needed? They knew those quarterbacks weren't, weren't capable of doing it, so they would be justified in going on cutting them and getting somebody else. I'm mean, just wondering was that the case, or just why they did not run Fitzpatrick, the other guy, to just try to see if they could score against the, the, the that 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 uh, Ravens team. I just wonder what the mission was and and not playing Fitzpatrick the other guy. Yeah, Taylor Heineke. Did, right. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. It would have been nice to see them, absolutely. We saw a lot of Taylor Heineke in the preseason, and it looks like he's set, obviously, as the second stringer. So that probably answers the question right there, Walter, is that Ron Rivera knows that, that – uh, Heineke and you know, what he can do as the quarterback for Washington. Kyle Allen, who had not had much of playing time because of the ankle at the beginning of camp, so he got in against the Bengals, and that's probably why Rivera wanted to see Allen go out there for most of the snaps against the Ravens and see what he could do. 10 for 22, 100 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, no sacks, and Steven, Steven Montez, Colorado, 5 for 10, 28 yards. So only 128 total yards passing yesterday for Washington, while Baltimore had 308, 285 through the air for Huntley, the Utah quarterback, coming in with four touchdowns. But, yeah, I mean, it, they, that answers the question to me that Ron Rivera believes that Fitzpatrick and Heineke are good to go. Those are the ones and those are the twos at the quarterback spot. As far as rhythm, as far as getting into it, you know, they're going to have to ramp it up pretty quickly against the Chargers and be ready to go. But I feel like, the offensive coaching staff believes that they are ready to go and that it's immaterial what happened and the score in yesterday's game. The quarterbacks are ready to go. Let's hope that's the case on September 12th. 
We'll continue the phones now. 800-636-1067. Washington against the Ravens last night at FedEx Field in Largo. Mark is next on the line. Hey, Mark, how are you today? Hey, you know, I kind of agree with the last caller. I think the number one problem, I think, when you look at everything, this is the third preseason game. It's not the fourth. You know, Tom Brady played last night, and I get it that you don't want to show a lot of people some stuff. Right. But here's the problem with the here's the problem with the offense, and 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 I think we have to be a little bit more serious about this. If we go through exactly four quarterbacks this year, like we did last year, you know, I think it. I think at some point you really have to start looking at Scott Turner and whether he, his offense works and. Well, whether he needs an athletic quarterback to make this work. Fitzpatrick, I think, is going to struggle against teams that have good defenses. And that's why I've been a big proponent of the Taylor Heineke. And Taylor Heineke, because I think he gives you someone who can move around and stuff like that with everything else. The history of Fitzpatrick does not work well when he goes up against good defenses. And I don't see why any anybody's going to see anything any different. What I mean, he is what he is. He's been in the league for umpteen years. He yeah. is what he is. And trying to sell this to the fan base is kind of ridiculous when they really should have went out and got Marcus Mariota. And I get it, Marcus Mariota can't stay healthy and stuff like that, but he's just a much better upgrade than Ryan Fitzpatrick. And Ryan Fitzpatrick's never taken a team to the playoffs. So I don't know why. I mean, I know everybody thinks we have – and we do have a good defense, but you got to be realistic. If you if this guy is throwing interceptions, how long do you think Ron is going to say, you know what, he is who he is, and we're going with Heineke? We may need to keep Montez on this on this staff because we have we are what we are, yep. and go from there. But the other but the other thing that I think is astonishing was Kyle Allen looked horrible last night, and if he wasn't friends with Scott Turner. I think he would be on the bubble. Right. But you have a good show. Go ahead. Yeah, thanks a lot, Mark. Appreciate it. Yeah, the quarterback situation is interesting because you know a lot of teams are holding just two quarterbacks going with that. Washington will go, looks like, with three with Ryan Fitzpatrick with that veteran experience. Taylor Heineke did well against Tampa Bay in the postseason game last year, and he has experience with Washington. Kyle Allen had experience with Washington. He's in there. Steven Montez is the fourth stringer. You would expect him most likely to be a practice squad participant for this team. A lot of teams are are carrying two. It looks like Washington will carry three. And, you know, you watch a kid like Tyler Huntley go up and down the field where he can not only throw the ball, but he can also run the ball. And he did a nice job of that with a touchdown run to start it off for the Ravens, and what was interesting about watching Baltimore's offense was how quickly Huntley got the ball out. This is so important in the NFL. Three-step drop, fire it to uh, your first or second or third option, whatever that is. I want to see that ball come out quickly because once you allow that line to get going in the NFL, if you can't run, if you can't um, move around the pocket, if you can't go and get five yards, which maybe Fitzpatrick could do earlier in career, and he still could at times, you got to get the ball out. And I didn't see enough of that from Kyle Allen last night where they were getting the ball out quickly. We can't wait all day for the play to develop. It has to be faster. And that's something, that sense of urgency in the pocket. You can't sit back there forever. Guys can cover guys, sure. But if they cover them, 
You got to move out of the pocket and get that four yards. That's all you need per down. Get four yards and you run three plays, you got a first down. But if that's not the case, I like the way Huntley was able to get the ball out quickly, fire it, and with some velocity. I need to see that too from the Washington quarterbacks as well. Fitzmagic, of course, is Fitzmagic because he can make plays. He can throw the ball downfield, and he has veteran uh, experience. Yes, he has not made it to the postseason. That's certainly part of his resume, and that's probably one of the reasons why he was available and probably one of the reasons why Tua, they put Tua in front of him in Miami, and that didn't work out down there. But because of the fact that he has so much experience, he'll be able to run this offense and get them going. And they have some very talented running rushers to be able to help out. And I can't wait to see what Patterson can do in in combination with Antonio Gibson. That's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And there are so many good wide receivers on this team too. They need to utilize those guys on slants. They need to utilize those guys on screens with the other wide receivers blocking down the field. They could get 10 to 15 yards every time. That's what you want to see against the Chargers. Should be a lot of fun. 800-636-1067. 800-636-1067. Who's going to make the 53-man roster on Tuesday? We'll talk about it as we continue the conversation about the Washington football team and D.C. sports here on a Sunday morning. NFL preseason games today and a good chance for you to scout Washington football opponents coming up. NFL Network tonight at 6 p.m. The Patriots at 2-0 take on the Giants at 0-2. Giants are the Week 2 Washington football team opponent and a good chance to see what they can do against the Patriots. Another team Washington already played in preseason gets you a good chance to see what those two teams can do. That's 6 o'clock tonight. Coming up at 1 o'clock today, Jaguars at 0-2 against the Cowboys at 0-3. Raiders at 2-0 against the 49ers at 1-1 at 4 o'clock. That one's also on NFL Network. Dolphins and Bengals at, on CBS at 4 o'clock. Browns and Falcons at 8 o'clock on NBC tonight to wrap up all the preseason. Uh, talked about Josh Allen. Did you see that pass yesterday? 35-yarder on a rope, as the uh, color commentator said during the game. Didn't look like the ball went more than eight, uh, 8 feet in the air. I mean, it was quite a shot by Allen. He looks like he's in midseason form. What a what a pickup for the Buffalo Bills a couple of years ago. 194 through the air, two touchdowns. Jordan Love finally got on the field for the Packers, 149 through the air, and the Bills win it 19-0 in Orchard Park. The Bears beat the Titans 27-24. Nick Foles, 142 through the air, two touchdowns for the Bears. Barkley had 126 for the Titans. And the Bears win it by three. Andy Dalton will be the starter for Chicago. But I think I mentioned this last week when we were talking that the crowd was just going so crazy for Justin Fields. You wonder how and when we will see Fields. Will he come in on some Wildcat packages or will they just bring him in if and when Dalton doesn't get them going? But Andy Dalton will be the starter for the Bears in week number one. Buccaneers beat the Texans. We talked about Tom Brady playing in the game. 154 through the air and a touchdown for the Buccaneers. 23-16 over the Texans. They win. Broncos beat the Rams 17-12. Von Miller finally, after a whole year with an injury, gets back on the field. And Bryce Perkins, who played at UVA, was the quarterback for the Rams. 2-0-1 the entire game. 50 yards on the ground. Did a lot of good things, but the Rams never got into the end zone. Teddy Bridgewater was 0 for 4 to start that game. Drew Locke finished with 67 and a touch. Cortland Sutton is back for Denver. That's a good sign for fantasy footballers because it seems like he's got a good connection with Teddy Bridgewater. They were talking a lot about that after the game. 
Bridgewater was rolling uh, back and then rolled to his left and found Sutton in the left corner of the end zone for a big touchdown in the second quarter for Denver. They win that one 17-12. Seahawks crushed the Chargers 27-0. Mago had 91 for the Seahawks. Stick had 76 for the Chargers. And that kind of had the feeling of the Ravens-Washington football team game as the Seahawks were just rolling and the Chargers were just making sure no one got hurt. Cardinals and the Saints was postponed because of the concern of the hurricane that's coming through. And, of course, hope everybody is okay and, and safe in the southeast with the potential of that hurricane coming forward. The Colts beat the Lions 27-17. to The Eagles and the Jets finishing a 31-all tie. Joe Flacco, 188 and two touchdowns for the Eagles. Morgan, 145, two touchdowns for the Jets. Panthers beat the Steelers 34-9. Dwayne Haskins, 108 through the air and a touchdown for the Steelers. Sam Darnold, 162 and two touchdowns for the Panthers in that win, 34-9. Chiefs beat the Vikings 28-25. Good start for Patrick Mahomes, leading the Chiefs to a 14-0 lead. Vikings began to chip away late in the game. Down 28-10, to 10, the Chiefs' defense stopped them inside the five-yard line on four plays. But then on the next play, the Chiefs threw a pick six from about eight yards out. You don't see that too often. And the Vikings went for two and then scored later to make it closer. 28-25, Chiefs over the Vikings. But Kansas City looks outstanding. And watching the AFC West, they are obviously the team to beat and a major player in the AFC for a potential bid to the AFC Championship again and to the Super Bowl as he did against the Buccaneers. They look outstanding, and they are, again, the team to beat in the AFC. And we'll see how the rest of that plays out. It should be a lot of fun. The Ravens obviously look good. And, of course, as Linnell talked about J.K. Dobbins, they're wondering on how he's going to be their star running back. That's the uh, answer when you say, oh, you shouldn't play your first-teamers in the preseason game. J.K. Dobbins went down with a knee injury. Ravens are going to have tests on Dobbins' knee and see how he is as they get ready to begin the season. Well, coming up, we're talking Washington football team. Matthew Paris from the Washington Times will join us coming up next and breaking down who's going to make this team, who's going to be on the 53, and what he thought about the Ravens game as we continue on a Sunday morning. Byron Kerr with you right here on The Fan.